Hey guys, I have Ashley Smith here. Today we're going to be going over some of the do's and don'ts with social media and how practices can start using social media or start using it better if they already are using it. So Ashley, if you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do. Absolutely. Thank you, Emily. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashley Smith and I've been a digital marketer uh, specializing in social media for over a decade, 11 years as of this recording, actually. Um, I consider myself the expert or go-to person in helping people do social media. Um, as one of the original uh, social media marketers, I've worked with big, the big name platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and of course, TikTok that has come around the bend over the last couple of years. I've helped hundreds of business owners, solopreneurs, and nonprofit organizations with their social media marketing content and their strategies. Um, this expands over 25 different industries um, and different specialties within those industry industries. I consider my superpower on keeping tabs on the ways of the internet and helping businesses leverage those tools available to them to establish a stellar online presence and help monetize their digital efforts. I'm currently living in Minnesota with my husband, John. Our blended family consists of three daughters, two dogs, two cats, and a Harley Davidson street glide. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Ashley, um, you know, we wanted to talk a little bit about why should practices be using social media? I know you and I have talked before, uh, there can be different goals with social media. Um, so let's quickly go over what those goals could be and, you know, uncover some of the reasons why a practice would want to use social media in the first place. One of the biggest reasons uh, practice want, want to jump into the realm of social media is you, you know, awareness. Um, but even further or a deep dive into that, this is something that I spoke about literally 10 years ago um, when we're talking about the value of social media. And honestly, it's accessibility. How are your current or potential new patients or new customers or clients able to reach you? How are they able to actually connect with you and communicate with you? And you might have an answer like, well, we have a phone or we have email or we have you know, all of these different communication channels, but as everyone in, has become more adept, it's all about um, ease of use too, for people. Because if you don't have enough people on the phone, available on the phone, or the phone lines are busy, or, or you're just overwhelmed with the office, a phone call isn't going to help achieve that. And then they're leaving a voicemail that might take some time to get back to them. Um, it's a matter of, you know, text messaging might be an option. Um, but really, especially with younger generations and those who are more embraceive of social media, it's it's the ability for them to see who you are, what you do, what you, what you provide, the solutions that you can give to them. And then it provides an easy access way for them to take immediate action to reach out to you it's less resistance and the fact that there's less clicks that have to happen or less steps that have to happen in order to make an appointment, in order to ask a question um, and actually gain access to your practice or, or find out what they're looking for. Um, and because people are on mobile devices uh, and on social media, um, I think, you know, for literally an average of two hours a day, um, that's a 
broad scope there. Uh, but because of that, you're already at their fingertips. So social media helps you take advantage of that. Um, and then having that two-way communication with your patients or people who have inquiries um, just helps facilitate that conversation and fill facilitates and start that relationship faster than if they would have to leave their um, the social media account, find you on Google or go to your website, then have to call. And it sounds really kind of trivial um, in that, but the simpler that you can make the interaction uh, for the end user, the better the results and the better experience that they're going to have. So what would you say to practices who maybe want to start using social media, but you know they're a little bit hesitant because maybe they don't have a front desk staff that can address those messages, or they're worried about compliance issues, especially in mental health, if somebody um, were to message them in a crisis situation? I think that um, especially for mental health, social media is a great, a great avenue. Um, just because I, I have a few um, psychiatric clients and they specialize in treatment resistant depression and severe anxiety and extreme PTSD cases. And so with that, there are diff there are tools to help. Um, just like, example, Facebook and Instagram, you can actually create uh, automated messages for specific trigger words or for specific times when the clinic is closed and no one can monitor those messages. Um, you know, if this is a medical emergency, if you are um, if you are considering taking your life, things like that, you can have an automated message to be able to provide resources to people immediately in that aspect to that. Um, when it comes to just a high level aspect of it, I've had patients um, or I've because I'm managing those messages coming in. Um, I. I have seen messages from patients requesting an email or requesting to talk on Facebook Messenger because getting on the phone with someone is exceptionally overwhelming for them. Something that I wouldn't have thought of because I don't have severe anxiety. So that was really important feedback. And because of that feedback, someone was brave enough to share through a DM and they couldn't necessarily do that under other circumstances, that particular location has said, okay, let's try and do more. Um, it is, it does come into, you know, being aware and having proper training, um, especially with, you know, privacy and HIPAA compliance. It's knowing when to take that conversation off of social media and bringing that into, you know, a private conversation through secure email or even getting them on a call. Um, and there's a way to facilitate that and to structure that conversation to get them to that point, right? So it, it's, it is a cautionary tale. Um, and I think a lot of it is just explaining to people too in those messages. I understand that you're going through this. Unfortunately, we, for HIPAA compliance, for pri patient privacy, for security purposes, we don't communicate these types of conversations here on Facebook. We'd love to be able to email you. How can we reach out? So it's it's having that understanding and just communicating and sharing it. And it can kind of sound like a broken record if you get a lot of those messages coming in. But really, that's that's um, that's the reality of it. And I think that there's once you remove that communication barrier, people are more willing to work with you especially uh, if you have someone like myself who is doing that for you remotely, um, or if you have an internal staff person, 
it's it's another way for them to say, or if it's a team effort, I guess I should say, it's another way to explain to people, um, I'm sorry, we don't have that information here. This is this is a different department for patient security. Let's get you to what you need. Um, and then there are certain things that you know I know that are that to ask to be able to find the file or to look them up, and then it's a really seamless handoff at that point. Um, it's also helpful because if it is an if it is a particular emergency or a particular complaint, um, with my clients, I've established a direct point of contact and kind of a chain of command to go to when there's a message that comes in. So I can call them up. They actually end up prioritizing the issue and reach out to that person. So it's actually, uh, I guess the secret sauce is making sure that you have those processes and systems kind of established or outlined and then modifying and tweaking as you need to. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, you know, and going beyond just patients being able to reach out to the practice what other benefits can they get from using social media other than you know patients reaching out to schedule an appointment how does that actually impact the patient's care you know can you provide extra resources through social media that help uh, you know move their care along help provide extra tips things like that yeah so strangely enough well for me, strange enough because i love computers and technology um there's a lot of people out there that don't have access to laptops or printers anymore um, and so in Facebook Messenger specifically, uh, there is a way that you can actually attach PDFs for people to be able to do, you know, pre-appointment, uh, filling out pre-appointment paperwork and things like that. It's also another way to showcase more than just how to make an appointment or, um, or who your providers are, which all of that is, is necessary and all of that is probably on your website. But a website typically takes additional work to update um, or there's more things and, and, and stuff that it takes so that it takes longer to get new information out sometimes. Whereas with a social media post, it's pretty quick and easy <laughs> to be able to get something out. It's a great way to connect with people, to connect with the community, to connect with patients. Um, a, a great way to to think of this is if your clinic were a person, what kind of person would they be on social media? Um, or if you were another little exercise is if you were trying to set up your, your practice on a blind date with your best friend, what characteristics would you want, would you say that the, that your practice had? And then posting that on, on social media. Um, it's one of those where maybe you're not seeking out additional appointments. So maybe it becomes an educational piece, um, educating on things that people can do at home and when to call and when they're available. Um, it's another great way to, to showcase what you can do and give what you are doing to give back to the community or why you do the work that you do. Um, another way, like, cause I, I tend to go back to the sales aspect of it, but essentially you're you're kind of selling your clinic and you're selling your practitioners and you're you're selling why people should choose you over anybody else. And one of the key elements too that people seem to miss with social media, especially in the business realm, is it is about being social. Um, it's about commenting and reacting and reaching out to people and being there. So it it does end up being more than more than just post and ghost. Um, which is not an effective strategy when you're looking to build, but it's it's also a great way, 
um, for clinic announcements. Um, anyone here in the Midwest is very familiar with winter storm warnings, blizzard warnings, <laughs> um, you know, anywhere else it might be a flood warning or it could be, uh, you know, a power outage, anything along those lines. It's, it's just, it's an effective, clear way to, to communicate um, and be part of the community that you're in, whether that be other professionals and connecting that way and promoting that or just directly to your patients and, and humanizing it a little bit. And so what would you say to practices who, you know, they have a patient portal already established, they have these communication tools and they can provide links to intake forms. Like you mentioned, you can attach PDF documents for them to, uh, you know, fill out, um, you know, that could definitely cause some concern as far as, you know, we were having that conversation around uh, HIPAA compliance and things like that. Um, but what would you say to practices who already have the capability to securely communicate with patients on a mobile device through their patient portal? Uh, how can they merge the two together? I think that there's, there's added benefit for having both. Um, and the reason why is because on social media, like in, in the portal, you're speaking directly to your patients. It's a very direct message. Whereas on social media platforms, it's going out to the community. It's for your patients, but also you're understanding that other people are reading it, right? So it's, it's helpful to, um, you know, anyone who might be wanting, wanting to see what you're about or wanting to make a call. They're not in your patient portal system already, but they can go and they could see it if a news Facebook page or a community group has picked it up or reshared or other people are sharing on staff. It's a way to just spread that message out farther than your existing network. And that's kind of the beauty of social media. Um, absolutely take those, you know, secure conversations and things like that back to the portal. Um, Pre-appointment fill outs and stuff like that. It can just be, hey, we need you to fill out this documentation bring it with you to your appointment, you know, so that way they're not filling everything out and then like sending you pictures and, and things like yeah. that. Um, it's it, uh, an example too. I, um, the optometrist of mine, they wanted uh, my health insurance and I didn't have it on me at the time. And their response was, well, when you get home, just take a picture and send it back to us. It wasn't coming back for another visit. It didn't make another phone call for someone like me that's exceptionally busy um, in and out of meetings, dealing with kids and dinner and dogs and, and everything. So it, it was a sense of ease and a sense of um, helpfulness in that regard. Um, and so they all work together is I guess the main point that I have is all of your systems and all your marketing and communication channels should work together, not necessarily fighting each other. And so there isn't anything wrong with sending out an email and text message for a closure and doing a social media post about it or just reminding people um, of appointments coming up and things like that. Yeah, and I know, you know, we talked before about some of the goals that practices have uh, when they're starting to use social media. And one of the things that you brought up was uh, recruitment of providers. Um, so talk a little bit about how clinics can essentially sell their clinic to potential providers that they might want to recruit to work for them. Yeah, so a lot of this comes into, you know, obviously there's benefits and salary and relocation packages and, and like, let's get you the interview, right? But it also comes to the fact that when 
applicants are really looking for that their best fit. They're they're not necessarily um, driven by monetary means um, or locale or anything like that. They want to work for a place that has purpose and meaning and where they know that they're going to be providing the best that they can. Um, they want to see your company culture. So they're going to check you out and they're going to see what your Google search results results look like what are what is what's going on linkedin they're going to check out glassdoor they're going to check out your social media profiles because they want to know a little bit more about what they're getting themselves into <laughs> if that makes sense especially if if it involves a move across the country um they want to know a little bit more about the team and the company that they're working for and so being able to showcase that mission being able to showcase that this is what they're doing um is is what I think is incredibly valuable. Um, I'm not an HR professional, so that could just be my marketing bias on that. But it, it's something that I look at when I'm looking to make a purchase or I'm researching a company that I wanna do business with or do a collaboration with is I wanna take a look and see what it's what it could be like to work with them, you know? Um, and and even, you know, I, I relocated about a year and a half ago and I don't know anybody here. <laughs> Very few people. And we're on the search for a dentist. Well, all I have to go off of right now is um, Google review ratings, which doesn't resonate a whole lot with me. But um, finding a dentist office that's posting actively on social media and showing, you know, the procedures that they do and the offers that they have outside of, you know, routine cleanings and things, I know where to go and I can have a good vibe of, um, what that experience is like if they've done their social media well. Yeah, and you brought up uh, Google reviews is a big piece of this. Um, you know, in traditional marketing and social media marketing, companies would take those reviews that people leave on Google and they would showcase them in a post or in an infographic or something like that. But talk a little bit about how that's maybe different for the medical space. Um, you know, they. Can they take that and post that on their social media channel or is it just a secondary effect that it's having on them? So the the point, the perspective on it from the mar from a marketing perspective is that when people are leaving those reviews, on, whether it be Facebook, um, Yelp, Google, um, they they are doing so publicly. And that's general common knowledge that they are public publicly providing this information, this testimonial. Um, on the air of caution, um, one thing that can be done too is to be able to take that quote, repurpose it in a graphic, omit the name, or go down to initials. Um, it wouldn't necessarily take a whole lot of effort <laughs> to, uh, to backtrack to, um, to the Google review if somebody really wanted to do that digging. Um, but yeah, because because it is shared publicly, there shouldn't be uh, a high risk for that. Now, if somebody does have a complaint and they posted it on Google reviews or Yelp or um, anything like that, I, I think as a courtesy, it would be 
you know, the or the stance that I would take is we I completely understand we will remove this from our social media channels, we will remove it from our website, but you should know that this review was left publicly by you on Google, and so you will actually have to remove that we can. And you know, the other thing about using those reviews is practitioners want to be careful about what kinds of reviews that they're using in, in their marketing, you know. Um, they don't want to use a review that could in any way insinuate that a different patient is going to have the same outcome of care, um, you know, especially for practitioners. If somebody leaves a review of saying, you know, my pain was completely gone within two weeks for a chiropractor, for example, that might be kind of, you know, choppy waters for them to use in their marketing. They don't want to insinuate in any way that the results of one patient are typical of results of any other patient. So should they completely omit using those results? Or do you think they should just keep with, you know, the reviews that are like, oh, uh, this provider, they had a great bedside manner. I had awesome uh, service from the front desk people. Should they stick to those kinds of reviews? Or can they use those ones that are talking about the outcomes of treatment? I think you hit the nail on the head, Emily, with um, I think that they absolutely can use those reviews with the proper caption associated with the post. So something along the example like this is fantastic. We um, not all results are typical, but we love it when we have these instant wins with our patients. Your treatment plan may look differently or have a different time length, but we'd love to help you too. Just kind of like off the cuff kind of thing there. Right. So it, you can use that because that's fantastic for somebody who's found relief in such a short amount of time. Um, but it is one of those where you do have to address that, hey, this isn't the same for every individual. And um, also keeping in mind that not everybody understands that yet. They haven't been educated enough that, hey, your diet and your activity level and your sleep and <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things can change on how um, how effective or how fast a treatment can work.